Greetings, this is Carl, and you're listening to Behavior Up Radio. So yesterday, I left you with a question to meditate on. You know, what's the first feeling? What's the first thing you feel when you think about money or when you see a money symbol? So just to, as a refresher for those of you who may not have heard it yesterday, I, I've been speaking all over the world for years, and I've started doing this thing, and I just did it yesterday and the day before. So a couple of speaking engagements this week in um, Columbus, Ohio, and then near Ann Arbor or Plymouth, Michigan, in that area near Detroit. And I've been showing just a picture of a money symbol, just a, a money symbol, the dollar symbol, and asking people what, what were the feelings that came up. And I asked you that yesterday, and I didn't tell you what I'd been hearing because I didn't want to prime your feelings. Um, so I, now I want to share some of the things that I've heard. This is, this is a mixture of what uh, many of you emailed and shared your feelings and some of the thoughts I've heard in person. So here's one that was really interesting to me. Um, a couple of days ago at one of these speaking engagements, somebody said jealousy. In fact, they were the first person to answer. No, maybe they weren't. There, there was two or three people that yelled things out in the room, and they were one of the very first people that yelled out in the room, jealousy. And I was like, oh, oh that's super interesting. Tell me more about jealousy. And she was like, yeah, it, it, that's one of the first things I think of because you know money buys things that you're often jealous of, and, and the things are just a, a proxy for that dollar symbol. And it, it's just all mixed up in my head, jealousy. Fascinating, right? I mean, think about that. If every time you think about money, you've got this super important thing, and you've got a super important relationship in your life. It's a really important relationship. And imagine if every time you thought about that relationship, you felt jealousy. That's not going to go very well, is it? You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not picking on this person, by the way. Like, I, I thought it was super brave to be honest about that. Because what comes up for me is anxious or scared. And it, that, that used to be what came up every time. Now it's slowly shifting a little bit to opportunity, which has just been a ton of work for me, a ton of work, and I'm not there yet. In fact, I'm feeling really tired today, and I feel scared, right? But I quickly remind myself, like, oh, don't trust that feeling because you're tired. Go with the feeling that you, you feel when you're not tired, which is opportunity. ton of work to change that, and it's not changed all the way. Here's one that was super interesting. What's the first feeling I feel? Scared. And I heard that. I heard that's a common one. In fact, super common. It's either anxious or scared is the most common. It's rare to hear freedom or opportunity. But scared, scared that it's not enough. And then what was super interesting about this one that got sent in to me was scared that it's not enough, then, comma, immediately embarrassed because why wouldn't it be enough? Isn't that, I mean, that, I thought that was really insightful because I know that feeling. It's this idea of like, oh, I'm scared I'm going to run out of money. And then I immediately feel shame for feeling the fear. So it's like a double whammy cycle. So interesting. So what did you feel? I did talk to somebody yesterday night at the event that did say like, kind of, they, they, they had a, one side of their family, when money would come up, would, would really think like opportunity, opportunity to make a difference. Like that's what they thought. 
So that was really cool. So it's totally possible. And I know people like that. So what did you feel? So here, here's what my conclusion has been about this, is that no matter what you felt, you're probably not alone, especially if it was you know scary or anxious, because those seem to be at the top of the list. And what I find, what I have found, I don't know if it'll be helpful for you, but what I have found to be super useful, and I, it happened to me today, right before I started recording actually, is making sure I notice the feelings. Because for so long, probably the first three decades of my life, those feelings were there, but they were under the surface. So I was like unaware of why this feeling of fear and anxiousness was. And then I was like, oh, it took a long time to start learning to go, oh, hey, there's that feeling again. Instead of just letting it bubble unconsciously. So I find it really helpful to notice the feelings, feel them, like allow myself to be like, oh, interesting. And when I do that, what has been super helpful to me is trying to look at them as an outside, non-judgmental observer. Like just look at the feel, like, oh, isn't that interesting? Where I first learned this was um, uh, Jim Collins, who wrote Good to Great, has this, he, he shared one time, and I'm paraphrasing or like recalling the story, that he used to keep a notebook where he would observe himself in the notebook. And he wrote on the cover of the notebook, it's just a little notebook he could keep in his pocket. What he wrote on the cover of it was the bug, B-U-G, the bug called Jim. And he would just notice the bug like, oh, that's really interesting. When the bug, when the bug called Jim gets hungry, he tends to be a little impatient. That's really interesting. And I thought, I was like, that is so cool. So if there's any way to observe, feel the feeling and then observe it as if you were a non-judgmental outside observer. And my favorite words to trigger this, like my favorite little mantra to get in this habit is just, oh, interesting. Isn't that interesting that I'm feeling scared? Isn't that interesting that I'm feeling scared? So no judgment, no blame or shame, no attempt to fix it. And really critically for me, I don't know if this is important for anybody else, but critically for me, it made a massive difference when I stopped asking why. Because what I would normally do is go, oh, isn't that interesting? I'm feeling scared about money. And then I would say, why is that? Why is that? Oh, what is it about today? Why? I, it was. It's so much better for me when I don't ask why. I'm not trying to fix it. That's not the point. I'm not trying to notice it, fix it, make it go nothing. I'm just trying to notice. Because what I found is if I just notice in a non-judgmental way, the act of attention brings about the change. If I start to feed it, like, oh, interesting, I'm feeling scared. Why is that? I've got to fix it. It, it, it acts as if I'm resisting it. I'm trying to solve it. And that feeds this beast. And what you resist persists. So if I try to resist it, it gets stronger. If I feed it, it gets stronger. So I think it's really interesting. It's like benign neglect seems to be the best thing. Observation. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. And in the act of just noticing without trying to fix it, it reduces the, the charge. Reduces the charge. That's been super helpful for me. I hope it's helpful for you. Bye. Greetings. It's Carl again. I hope you enjoyed that. And if you enjoyed that, you would love being a subscriber. So go to behaviorgapradio.com 
and sign up and I'll see you there.